Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast with Tree Skelly. And I love bringing you guests that show you how you can live your gifts brilliantly. That's really the work, right? To show you that wherever you are, whatever you have overcome, there's always a way to use what you have, use your God-given gifts and just get them out in the biggest way. And today I'm really excited. My guest is Renee Peterson. I'm delighted you're going to get to hear her story. It's super inspirational. So Renee, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Sure, sure. So why don't you tell us what you do today and what you love about it? Well, I am a teen girl empowerment coach, and I've been doing that for 15 years. And my big why I love this is to see the magical lights of truth go on in those girls' eyes when they really get how much power they have on the inside to create the life that they want. So in that moment of connection, I'm just like, ooh, that's my why. (laughs) We we are blessed, aren't we? And, you know, I I can't think of a more um, potent time than being a teen. You know, like that's, I think it is, it's got to be such a hard time, especially how things are now. And so if they have somebody like you showing them their voice matters, they can listen to themselves like, oh, you are, you are God's gift. I got to tell you that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is a critical time, right? Because in adolescence, they're all about identity and looking outside of themselves and going, do you like me? Do you like me? Am I okay? Am I okay? But if we teach them how to turn the lens inward at the same time, looking outward and going, what is that reflecting to me? And have them understand, you know, that kind of spiritual law, if you will, neuroscience, if you will, it it can change the trajectory of their life. So beautiful. But I do want to say, if you're listening to this, I don't want you going, oh, this is only for teen girls. I'm not listening. We all have the teen girl in us. We all have the one that's like, do I look okay? Like, what do you think? Like, like even at 40 or 50 or 60, we still have that in us, right? So I want you to be listening. Because what we're going to talk about today is really relevant to the journey of being a woman that owns her voice, understands her power, and gives herself permission to live full out, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I know I know the badass, fully formed, <laughs> powerful woman that you are today. Mm. And I know that you didn't start that way. So no. why don't you just kind of just start somewhere on your journey that, that is really descriptive of where you, you know, what you went through and kind of what you, how you, how you changed because your work is really what your life is what created your work, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right. The pain was personal and the pain birthed the purpose. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I guess I could say, you know, I grew up in a very structured environment 
I knew very clearly who I was supposed to be. Mm. I knew very clearly like how I was supposed to show up. And so I always had like this strong, bold voice inside of me, you know, um, or as my grandma would say, maybe the little imp at times, right? Like I love to push the little boundaries or, you know, whatever. (laughs) But at the same time, every time I did that, it was just like, it wasn't rewarded. It was Mm. like fall back in line, fall back in line. And so Mm. some of those patterns became, you know, part of me where it's just like, I could hear that roaring truth. I could feel that inside of me, but I, I silenced at, at times. Well, lots of times with some big, you know, consequences, I suppose, to my life for the approval and love of, you know, those people in my life. So yeah, that's, and because of that, silencing that voice, you know, there's fallout to that because your decisions are not based on your own truth. Mm -hmm. It's based on that external. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Can you, um, are you comfortable telling the story of your wedding? Of the, of the oh, how you, wow. Yes. Which part? <laughs> well, the, how you didn't want to marry him. And how oh, the you went to, oh, yes. All how you went to part. a counselor. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go there. Let's okay, go there. Yeah. Let's because, go there. Because I want, I want real world, like, oh, crap. Like, like really clear examples. It's yes. like, wow, okay. I see that. So, okay. So, yeah. So I, um, I had been raised, like I said, in this structured, you know, kind of religious environment. And, uh, you know, certain parameters and rules and things that, that you just even, you unconsciously know. And so there was this man that had asked me out on a date and like, I'd even gone to a dance with my girlfriend. She said, Renee, please come to this dance. And like, no, that's, I don't want to go. So even that I, I did what she wanted me to do. Right. right? So that I could make her happy because, oh, she really wanted me to go. And so then we go and I remember I just said, fine, I'll go with you, but I'm going to sit on the stage all night long. (laughs) So I did. But anyways, this guy asked me out and we date and there were lots of little red flags along the way. Right. But, you know, and not to put my mom down in any way, because, you know, I love and respect my mom to this day and worked through a lot of forgiveness to get to this point. But, you know, she saw things in him that really met her needs, right. That she almost was longing for and wishing for. And so Uh. she just really liked him a lot. And so whenever I would say anything like, oh, well, I'm not sure about his family. Well, oh, I'm not sure, you know, about him being a good provider. And Mm -hmm. she always just had an answer, right? Oh, well, he never wanted anyone to not marry him because of his family or, oh, like, you know, like it's almost like she had his back over mine. Right. right? And so I was just struggling and struggling. And so, so finally she just said, you know, well, go see a counselor. Right. And so I go to see this counselor and the counselor says to me, um, well, Renee, don't do it then. Obviously, everything inside of you is saying no, no, no to marrying him. Right. No to marry him. Yes. No to marry him. And I remember I just walked out the door and I was like, like I was heard. I was seen. I was validated, you know, but at the same time, I'll never forget driving home. And I was super, super scared to tell my mom because I didn't know what her reaction would be. But at the same time, I think I felt hope going, okay, no, it, it's good. Yeah. Like, you know, and Somebody I was like, validated me, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was the virgin girl and everything. So nothing yeah. else was at play here other yeah, than like, right, this right. is what you do. Right. Yeah. So anyways, so I go and I said, how did it go? And I was just like, oh, well, you know, he said, Renee, don't marry him. And I'm like, I feel very peaceful about that. And then like, for lack of a better word, she said, well, what the hell does he know? 
And in that moment, I literally shut down. It was kind of a defining moment in my life. In that day, I could literally feel something die inside of me. And um, yeah, so I ended up going through with it. And yeah, that was tough. I, I watched a wedding video. I mean, that's been, oh man, over 20 years ago now, 22 years ago. I don't even know. I've lost track of time, maybe longer. But um, my friend, I'll never forget, she watched the wedding video and she's like, Renee, you're not even there. You're not present. And I looked at her and I'm like, I wasn't. Yeah. I was there in body, but I was not there in spirit. So I have have just goosebumps about that, you know, and that's what it is. That wasn't, you know, you weren't raped. You didn't witness a murder, but that that moment of, no, you have to choose to abandon yourself, to keep your family, to keep people happy. The cost to that is horrible. And people do that. Women do that all the freaking time, right? So so just take us just for another little minute on the trajectory of, okay, so now you're married to a man you don't really want to be. Like, what was it like? And then how did you wake up one day and say, like, no, I'm not doing this? Right, right. Well, it was miserable. I didn't want to have his babies. Like, I was just like so scared to get pregnant or like just anything like that. But then, you know, it's almost just like you numb out, right? Like you kind of just numb out. And uh, my mom's like, well, maybe you should go on antidepressants or da 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 Oh my gosh. No. Like, so anyways, of course I did for like two days and I was throwing up and so then threw those away. I was like, forget that. But, uh, you know, some of those ways, like it's hard for me to even talk about because I don't want to harm my mother in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, and there, that's not about what this is, because she was doing what she knew that she was doing the yeah, best she could. Like that's absolutely. how she was raised. That's right? how she was raised. So yeah, so yeah. nothing against her. I yeah, mean, right? Yeah. We all just can do the best we can. So I just mm-hmm. want to really make that clear. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, yeah, it was it was a self abandonment, and I'll never forget being at his um, mom's house, and she was making dinner, and I was holding my baby, and. I remember I had an out of body of experience. Actually, I saw myself, I was above myself looking down Yeah, and it was just like, Renee, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And so then because of my beliefs in marriage and the religious upbringing, it was just like, I wanted to make this work. I wasn't a quitter. Like I can do this. Right. But then, um, in 1997, we were heading to a city for him to try to find a job. And uh, of course, at the time, Renee doesn't use her voice again because I was nursing my baby and all the things. And anyways, we ended up hitting someone going 110 kilometers an hour. And uh, I had my baby in my arms, actually. And if the law of gravity was true every single time, I should not be here, nor should she. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. So... Um, I remember just closing my eyes and holding my baby close to my chest. And um, I'm like, this is it, right? And so just said a prayer. But I literally felt hands on my shoulders holding me in place. And uh, yeah, and so honestly, after that accident, I kind of did wish I had died because I was so miserable. But at the same time, that was the great awakening because it was like, oh, Renee, if I had died that day, you know, I would have been a very, very unhappy young lady. Mm-hmm. So, right. Right. so of course, try to make it work. And then in the next couple of years, I was like, I'm done. You need to yeah. leave. And I took my power back and started on this journey of having a three-year-old and a five-year-old and putting myself in nursing school and wow, all of that. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's kind of mind shaking. It's kind it's, of I, I I had forgotten the oh, and we hit somebody. Like I had forgotten that part of the story. And, yeah. And so here's here's the thing. Like, if you're listening, let's not get it such that you have to have a bad car wreck to turn your yes. life around, right? Absolutely. And it takes what it takes. That you know, there's no judgment of that it just it just takes what it takes. And you were kind of hostage to your culture and your family and your religion and that, you know, I don't give up on people. Like I'm going to see this through like, like that, that drive, totally. that persistence. Sometimes yeah. that keeps women in way, way, way too long. So yeah, we're too tolerant. Oh my gosh. So yeah. you really, you know, beyond your schooling, you learn this from your own experience. Right. And Good. so why do you think what happens that women, I think there's two parts. There's the, you have a voice. Number one, do you know you have a voice, an inner voice, like an intuition? And number two, are you listening to it? So why don't we just riff on both of those points? Because I I feel like that is such an important thing. If you can start understanding you have wisdom that is coursing through you all the time, maybe you don't know how to identify it. But number two, are you freaking listening and acting on it? So just, I'm just going to throw the ball to you and we'll just go with that for a bit. Well, yeah. I mean, I've had lots of instances that in my life. And like, even when I work with my teens at a young age, it's just like, I mean, the kinesiology of our body, like we feel it. So we all feel it in different ways. So it's just like, whether we get the pricklies or whether our heart, you know, expands because it's a yes, or our throat feels tight because it's a no. So I just think really tuning into the body and going, how, what does my yes feel like? Mm -hmm. And what does my no feel like? So, because it's, it's in us, right? Like we have that instinct, like it is ours. We don't have to earn it. It doesn't Mm. come if we're good, if we're bad, it's, it's uniquely ours. Our only job is to learn to harness and listen to how that is revealed and take them those courageous steps to not self-abandoned and go, I choose me. Nice. But what if like in your case, everybody in your family basically says, what the hell are you doing? But you know, or like, or like, yeah. like everybody in your family, everybody, you know, is going, you're crazy. Just, this is better for you. And on paper, maybe it looked good. So what yeah. do you do? How do you teach the girls to go against the grain and tune in and the girls, meaning the big girls to the 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 girls, not just yeah. the teens. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just like really asking yourself, like, what is my truth? How do I want to show up in the world? Like, what, am, what is the cost of this? Right. I think it's just mm. asking those questions. I think it's like widening the lens too and saying, okay, if I make this choice, what, what is the probability of that? If I make this choice, what is that? And so even with the young girls, when you say to them, okay, so if you continually believe that, how is that going to play out into your life? And when they can see it from that angle, they're like, whoa, because they're smart. I don't think we give them enough credit. Like the girls I work with are very smart and they can understand this kind of language and this kind of, you know, personal development at a younger age, but it's just, you can only do better if you know better. So I think just really having them understand that that is in them, that it is theirs and then Mm -hmm. teaching them what their unique way is to listen. And as I journey them through certain practices, to get in touch with that, they're like, okay, that's my yes. Hmm. Okay, that's my no. I love that. Just if, if you're listening, if you take only that from this show, boom, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Because I think what happens, Renee, is our automatic is either an old false thought, a fear belief, something like, ah, you know. And so we think that's God or we think that's, oh, that's, oh, I, w- I would be afraid to do that. So it's wrong. Yeah. How about you were 
terrified to leave your marriage. There was fear. Oh, absolutely. And, and you acted anyway, right? Oh, so, nice. so if you do the body body based communication, that's my yes is my no. Um, I don't think intuition comes with raging fear. I don't think God gives no. us, you know what I mean? So just talk about yeah. that because I think that confuses people and they act based on that right. as opposed to the truth. Yeah. What I think when we understand neuroscience, the lower brain, the monkey brain, right? We know that that fear is always going to be a part of us. It's automated, right? Because our life experiences, it's going to be like, no, keep you safe. Don't do that. Don't do this. So exactly. I just think if you can know that that's an automated part of us, we can just recognize it as a part and go, okay, yeah, I see you, but I've got this. Nice. Right. right? So kind of navigating it that way, but like that whole saying, like feel the fear and do it anyways. It's just like, it's almost those things that you're most, most afraid of are the things you know that you need to do. Yeah. Right. Because you're just like, okay, no, I know this is my truth. I know. And so when you have the biggest tug of war between, okay, this is what they want me to do. And this is what, what I should do. It's just like, okay, land, land with you, land in that place of truth and going, okay, but I know my truth. But I think when we talk bigger picture too, again, it's just like, who are you going to abandon yourself or other people's opinions? Mic drop. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And you know, unfortunately we have been trained as women. Abandoning yourself is fine to keep the peace to make others happy, to, to be thought the good, good, good girl, nice good woman, girl. helper. Yes. I mean, you and I both went in helping professions. We're, we're those girls, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so let's talk for a minute about identity because I think, I mean, well, let me just, a quick story. Years ago, I, I broke up with a man and it was really hard. And I had to, I had to like, cause I'm normally like, oh my God, you know, I'm usually broke up. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I had, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I could do the breaking up. And I remember feeling like, oh my God, you're being such a bitch. And I remember this like, oh, I'm being a bitch. And then I was like, that's actually kind of nice. I've never given myself permission <laughs> to actually feel. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by a bitch, yeah. because we, we make those labels, I yeah. was feeling powerful. I was setting boundaries. I was saying, I don't care what you want. I'm focusing on me. And my mind's like, oh, you bitch. Because that's yeah, what- Totally. Because it was different. Was. Yeah. Right? And it was so different. Yeah. And yet there was something like so potent about- yeah, no, I can get this man out. Boom. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Old, the old complying sweet one that I use, my old identity could not have done that. So totally. I want to talk about identities because there's a lot of regulation around how women and girls are supposed to be. Right. Oh, 100%. We're in the 21st century, but all that stuff still trickles down today. Like, Crazy. Yes. Be, be quiet. Like, like, you know, I think Glennon Doyle, she says, I was taught you know, how to be wanted, not to want, you know, and I was just like, whenever I think of that statement, it just gives me goosebumps. Or we're taught to be looked at, but not to what we're looking at. Right. So it's almost like to the young girls, they'll be like, Oh, well, he likes me, but it's like, but do you even like him? (laughs) Right. Like those kinds of things. So Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely that identity piece. I think because it's a cultural identification, right? And, and sometimes as much as I want the girls to wake up, as moms and women, we still need to wake yes, up. Yes, yes, yes. Right? It's yes. just like, wake up to that. And I mean, yeah. going back to the bitch word, you know, it's just like, it's all, this is all mindset. You know, you could say being in total control of herself. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. Because when a woman still sets boundaries today, it's just like that word can still come up, yes. but a man yes. can set a hard line boundary and it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, well, good for him. He's a good leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Where it's just like, yeah, but I mean, that's boundaries really are just protecting yourself. Like it's a, it's a love for yourself and it, it actually sets you up in your healthy self. And then those people who come in then can dance with you in healthy ways. But this is where our young people and women today, we get locked into those codependency patterns because that's really what we're talking about. The identity of people pleasing, Mm -hmm. the identity of the nice girl, right? The identity of, I can, you know, I can just make everything okay for everybody. And so we latch onto those where we really can just help the young girls. And as women, we learn and unravel some of those patterns and step into that higher healthy self. I mean, nice. So let's, let's do how, so I hear what we're doing, but how, so let's give like one or two quick, if you are seeing this and you want an identity shift, how can you start? Like, where was the first place you would start? Is it- I super love that. I think part of it is claiming it. Claiming it. Okay. Right. Right. Declaring and claiming and going like, mm-hmm. this is who I see, like the decision, the decision of mind, right. To mm-hmm. like, to cut, to say no more, no longer. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect at it. But I think it's recognizing that pattern and saying, am I available for this anymore? Right? (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I available for that? Yeah. You're rocking my world, sister. Because (laughs) because meaning like, you mean we have a choice what we're available for? 100%. What? What? 100%. Exactly. And like, even like that list, I would even say, I mean, I work my teen girls to that point, but as grown women, make a list. What am I available for? What am I unavailable for? And on your available list, like, I mean, this just got recently put on mine. I'm available to be misunderstood. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one, right? Because we always strive to what? To please and want people to like us. Oh my God, you got to understand. Hold on, hold on. And I'll turn myself inside out. So you, as opposed to, "Eh, that's okay. We say something. And then we turtle back in because it's just yeah. like, oh, no, I didn't really, you know, I, no, I, okay. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. So, yeah. I think it is a lot of it is a decision and then doing the work through mindset and choice and all of that hmm. that really can help you get there. It's just like, is that who, is that how I want to show up in the world? Or you can ask the power of the question, right? Who do I, how do I want to show up in the world? Mm-hmm. Mm. that's all identity right it's asking those questions and you know there's that fake it till you make it if it's kind of like if I were showing up as a as a powerful woman today what actions would I take like when I walk in the room how do I stand what's my countenance how do I carry myself what thoughts would I have you literally can program your physiology program your brain to be even though you don't feel it even though you don't have it fully you just rehearse it, practice it. So today I'm going to practice speaking my truth. Okay. That's the focus, right? And you don't do one, all of it. You do little chunks, right? Those little, little things. When I think it's taking that conscious effort and that conscious time, like it's being conscious, right? Like if you're not in a happy place and you don't like where you're at, then sit talking back to the intuition and connecting to your higher self. Mm -hmm. It's just like, who am I? Because the great I am, right? That what comes after that I am plays itself out in our life. So we have to be so careful with those words. So when we're thinking about that future self and how do I want to show up in the world, you know, and I am, it's like, okay, whoa. And who do I have to be to do that? 
right? What do I have to think to show up like that, right? So it's those inner processes of really taking your power back because what you're thinking about, that's creating your identity too. Now, you referenced neuroscience. What happens when you say, who do I have to be? There's a little part of your brain that's going to go, oh, bull, that'll never be you. Blah, 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 blah. How, do you, how do you teach that? What do people do for that? What are your well, I think that's kind of back to what we talked about earlier because we know that's automated. That's okay. just that. So you part don't of listen. Us. You just go. Well, I think we acknowledge it. Yeah. Because yeah. that part wants to keep us safe. So I think we say, thank you. I see you. Like yeah. the little child that's tugging on your coat strings. Yeah. I want to, I want to, but you know it's not safe and it's not the yeah. wisest decision. So you're like, I'm sorry, little precious one, but but no, we can't do that. It's kind of like handle yeah. yourself with the same kind of grace yes. and love. Right. And just go, no, I see you, mm. but I have, I have the deeper knowing of how this is going to play out now. Like I'm in the driver's seat, right. Beautiful. So check the voices because it's going to happen. And, oh, and absolutely. I, it's not, you know, if you wait for, well, I, I can't do this because, you know, it, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. You're always going to be uncomfortable, right? Growth. When you're mm-hmm. on the edge, you're going to feel uncomfortable. And the second yeah. thing I was going to say is you have to get support. You're going to break a new into a new identity or break into being a new, you know, a new way of living in the world. The old people will reinforce the old you. So you want to find people that like, I, oh my God, of course I see that in you. Yeah, you are that. And that's what you do. Like, so, so I know you have an event. I know you're, you're like, just tell us a little bit about the work you do with the girls and, and what, what do you have? Okay. Well, yes. Well, I'm super excited. So I'm actually, um, my beautiful inside Academy is going actually global this September, this fall. So I'm running an inaugural group in Australia and I'm also doing, um, international. So it'll be through Pacific time, mountain standard time and Eastern time. So yeah, the girls will go on a 14 week journey with me of going inward of discovering like who they are, how they want to show up in the world. They will show up more empowered and confidently. We will talk about mindset, about pursuing their dreams, you know, like unleashing their potential, letting go of self-limiting beliefs. So yeah, just stepping into that sacred space of that inner work so that, you know, they can step out in a bigger, bolder way without having to be bombarded with like all of the teenage pain that you know all this or that like it doesn't have to be that painful when they Mm -hmm. understand these deeper truths so yeah it's an amazing 14-week journey so they'll meet with me for two hours a week once and uh two hours a week sorry Mm -hmm. one night a week Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then um they'll get an hour of private coaching with me as well during that Mm -hmm. um, time so yeah it's going to be it's incredible. I would just encourage people to go check out my Facebook or look at the mm-hmm. testimonials. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just believe with all my heart, the power of this foundational work at a younger age. Um, oh my gosh, Renee, we could change the world. You are changing the world. Oh, I want to change at, the world. I look at like all the trouble I had and I didn't even get it for decades, right? Because yeah. I didn't get that as a teenager, right? And yeah. so, so the work you're doing is so critical. And so if you're listening and you have a teenage girl or you know someone that has a teenage girl, um, we're going to put all the contact links for Renee. Yes, in, yes. In, in the, but I think you have a Facebook group too, right? And so, so there's, do, the, yes. there's, you also have the, the moms get to come to the Facebook group, right? Yeah, so yeah. And the moms are part of the academy. So I do oh, meet yes. with the moms one night in it as well and um, talk to them about how to nurture their daughter, Beautiful. how to help support them in the work. And um Yes. And I would also too, though, love to invite people. I have a book chapter coming out um, in the teen girl goddess book. So it's about empowering girls to live with truth 
And that I'm going to do a book reading and chapter reveal. So I'm inviting moms to bring their daughters and their tea for that free event. So Perfect. yeah, Perfect. I'd love to have them come join. Perfect. And we have all the <laughs> dates on the, on the page where you're watching this. Yeah. So Wow, life changer. I, I really, I really <laughs> yes, create a movement. This is my goal, go, baby. And, and so, yeah. wherever you are, whatever you're going through is probably in your highest. Probably like all, like Renee getting in a near, like near death car wreck, like horrible Absolutely. things, surviving a crumb funky marriage, um, having to walk away from some of her the beliefs and the structures and stuff like that. It's really hard and painful. And yet, look, you would not be here, the movement wouldn't no. be here. Had no. you not survived those things. True. And, you know, really as part of the mindset too, I mean, life happens for us. 100%. And I can sit here with complete love, respect, yeah. and yeah. gratitude mm-hmm. for my parents, for my environment, for all the traumas. Mm-hmm. Because the trauma, you know, transmuted, the trauma and the pain was transmuted into something so much more beautiful. And so I just think whatever you're going through, just know it's happening for you. And it it is for your great awakening. I mean, I needed that car accident to smash my head. I mean, that day (laughs) I just felt like God said, Renee, wake up, honey, wake up. And you did. right? And I did. So. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This has been such a delight. So I really, if you're listening, I really encourage you to follow Renee, go to her Facebook group, um, seriously, follow her. She's brilliant. And just look at like, you, I don't know if you're watching the podcast. She's just a beautiful light. Like you can oh. see the light and she's physically beautiful. She's gorgeous. But oh, the, light, just... the light that emanates from mm-hmm. her, the passion, the power, the belief, the conviction. And so it's, it's not often that you get to sit with a movement maker basically. Right. And so oh. somebody that is so convicted about changing things and that hang out with those people more. It's really, it's really cool mm-hmm. energy. So Renee, thank you so much for coming. Oh, well, thank you so much. Honestly, right back at you. You're, you're a beautiful soul and you can only recognize that in me because you are that. So. All right. I'll receive that. <laughs> sure, girl. Sure. All right. So I hope you all have enjoyed this episode and, you know, as always leave a review because the more people that leave reviews, the more people that get to see it and follow us. So awesome. thank you and mwah, peace and blessings. Okay. Bye now. This is Teresa, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.